You're listening to Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong. Welcome to episode 198 of the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. I'm your host this week, Jessica Salagi. Uh, your normal host, Dave Roberts, is enjoying the sandy beaches of Mexico with his lovely wife and better half, Connie, um, while the rest of us hold down the fort, work, um, do the normal things that, you know, regular people who aren't Dr. Cool do. But um, in the interest of not forcing all of our wonderful listeners to listen to my voice for an entire hour and um, with the expectation that 2021 will finally come to an end in just a few short weeks, we decided it would be fun if we took a little trip down memory lane and reflected on some of the stupidest, yes, that's a word, stories from this year's dumpster fire. So without further ado, let's get started. First up, we have State Representative Sandra Scott, who filed some really terrible legislation. I know, I know. You're wondering right now, which time? Faithful State Rep Sandra Scott has a bill to allow families of people who are killed in officer-involved shootings to take action against the county coroner if, they're mis- if they mi- mischaracterize the cause of death. You would think after two years or three years of doing this, I could talk. Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. She's the one that did the smoking in cars with kids. Um, Bill, she wanted to make it a crime to to smoke in the car with your kids. She she's all over the map. She's done um, feminine product education mandates. She so this one is just par for the course. Um, I can't wait for the coroners to rise up against <laughs> against this one. Um, I mean, we've talked about officer involved shootings. Um, if whether there's it's justified or not. It's listed as a homicide because somebody else is responsible for the death of whoever died. That's that's what a homicide is. It doesn't mean there's a crime. Um, it just means it happened. Right. And a coroner and is not an M.E. No, and a coroner should not be the person who is determining anything other than this was self-inflicted or this came from somebody else. Like, they they should not be characterizing death reports or in like and even that even that comes from medical examiner a coroner takes a body and ships it off to the gbi if 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 it hits a certain criteria uh you die out of nowhere and you're in your mid-40s would you know you're not not known to have cancer not known to have heart disease they go ahead and, and send the body off for uh to the gbi lab gbi comes back and says what caused it specifically specifically what caused it uh, and then at that point they go, okay, well, it was most likely caused by somebody else or the GBI lag comes back and says, consistent with self-inflicted gunshot room. We had, there's a gun laying at the floor is point blank to the temple. Uh, his ha- fingerprints are on it. Okay. It's self-inflicted. That's it. It's not, it's not up to the corner to, 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 to decide anything other than, uh, it was homicide, natural causes, suicide, accident. That's it. So I don't I don't even know what this is referring to. I don't know what this solves. This this is just I mean, she's a bit of a Karen. We're getting off. I'm sorry, I get off on a hog trail. We don't have a whole lot of time. But this is just this is just stupid. She's stupid. She, 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 she just uh, wants to say she did something, though. Right. Look what I'm doing and, for you. And for God's sakes, I mean, it's already ridiculous that our coroners are partisan and have to declare that they're Republican or Democrat. Like, don't drag them into something that is so over-the-top partisan. 
And then there was that time that Congresswoman Nakima Williams showed her, you know, ass like one week after being elected in a special election. So then there's Congresswoman Nakima Williams, who introduced a resolution to ban now former President Trump for the U.S. Capitol in perpetuity. Um. Okay, I'll I'll run with this one. Nakima Williams, she's she she's this she's the Georgia Democratic uh, Party or the Democratic Party of Georgia chairwoman, and then she's the one that she was a state senator and she won the special election to replace John Lewis in Georgia's fifth district. So she's been there for I don't know like forty five days or something, and not even and um she introduced a resolution to make it so that Trump could never return to the U.S. Capitol um, because he was a threat to our democracy and um, because of, you know, his whole inciting violence and everything. And I I found it extremely entertaining because, um, you know, in my opinion, no entity or body is more dangerous to our constitutional republic than the body that is Congress. Um, And also... How often do we hear about presidents, past presidents, just hanging out at the Capitol? I mean, unless there's some crazy, important ceremonial thing going on, it's not like they're just hanging out in the gallery. Funerals. Then, okay, well, uh, I'm not sure Trump would go to any of them, quite honestly. I, I don't know. I mean, it all depends, but but funerals. Uh, the, but that's it. Uh, He's not going to be hanging out. At the Capitol, like she's trying to, she's, it's theatrics. Sure it is. And she's pandering. And she can't point to a single racist uh, policy Trump enacted. She can't point to a single time he inc- he incited anything. Uh, because there's evidence to the contrary on, on both counts. This is, it's pandering. It's also in a misguided attempt to keep him from running for office again. Because if he were banned from the U.S. Capitol, if he were to be reelected in 24, he could not, uh, he could not give the State of the Union from, from, the, uh, from the House floor. It's, it's not going to pass. I mean, even, no. even, the, even the Democrats are like, this is stupid. It is stupid, but it's just, you know, she's not going to be there that long. And this is her claim to fame. Cool. Yeah, this is it. This is her her attempt to go back to her constituents and say, I stood up. And then there was that time that Dave lost his cool in the story about the war between David Ralston and David Clark and the weekly swabbing at the Capitol when they returned this year. Yeah, about that. Okay, Ralston can kiss our collective... Well, He's hold gonna, on. We're all about the individual here. Let's not get all collective here. <laughs> this He's going to choke back tears. This is the same guy that allows accused child molesters to walk free because he keeps them out of court. 100%. So, save that crap. I've been to too many funerals. Shut up. Well, it could be that you're older than dirt and the people around you are dropping like flies. It also could be that you that you have a, a geographically large district and everybody wants the speaker to come to their funeral. So shut up. Don't give me that 
don't take try to take moral high ground. Anybody who knows knows you knows what you are. So don't, if you want to say he violated house rules that, that we've established to keep everybody safe and leave it at that, fine. But this emotional crap that somehow he's morally superior because he's going to let someone stick a swab up his nose twice a week. You know, as far as I'm concerned, they can go with the Chinese, the new Chinese version twice a week, which is an anal swab. Oh. You hadn't you had heard about that one, huh? Oh, I have. I just, you know, appreciate you hearing. Because no, that that would be great. That'd be perfect for the lawmakers. Go ahead and bend over and. Okay, okay, wait, okay. whoa, 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 whoa! It's way too close to the holidays to be talking like that. <laughs> so, remember the time that our lawmakers proposed making it easier for law enforcement to obtain our digital records, and of course, you know, they said it was for the children and for safety. Last week in the Georgia legislature. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them so much. But you miss them when they're not in session. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. So, moving along through the process of HB 127, this bill establishes a provision which law enforcement agencies could request that wireless service providers turn over location information for a device on a particular user. Okay, so were you on the show a few years ago? I think it was 2018 or maybe it was 2019. Um, The legislature proposed a bill. No, I don't think. Actually, it might have been before that because I think Josh McCoon did it with Renee Unterman. But anyway, there was a provision that allows the GBI to um, request our data from our cell phone providers with a subpoena. So, I mean, for, for various reasons. But then there's a protection clause in there that says, like, if I call Verizon and say, hey, did you give my information to the GBI? They are barred from confirming one way or the other. Okay. So this is building on that code section because you know how they do. They do the whole, well, this is already in, this why this why any bad legislation is not just bad, it's absolutely awful because when they come back around to expand it or broaden or do whatever they are going to do, um, they say, well, this is already on the books, so we're just adding to it or we're just, this is already a provision they have and so we just want to give them, give our, Give our folks a little more flexibility. That's what they say in committees. So this is them giving uh, law enforcement a little more flexibility. A little more flexibility, huh? Yeah, so they, they the provider wouldn't even be able to say no, which is crap. Because, I mean, we've talked about how Apple and um, who else? Somebody else did something where they refused to provide and you know, encrypted data and things like that. But anyway, um, the provider would have no say in it. And they just have a nice little clause in there that says law enforcement shall not request information except in the event of an emergency situation that involves the risk of death or serious harm, which, I mean, that's pretty darn broad. It is. Oh, man. A risk of death or harm. It's anything. 
so I the the situation that we all have in mind is something like twenty four. We're on the clock. Lots of millions of people are going to die. We've got to find where this guy is. Isn't this already accessible with a warrant? Um, I guess, but I guess what they're trying to, I mean, I think what they're trying to circumvent is time. Yeah. <clears throat> the only thing I can imagine is a uh, kid's been kidnapped or something like that. When we get a Amber alert is be able to find, uh, be able to pull the phone number up of the almost always the parent that took off with the kid the parent who's not supposed to have the kid taking off with him uh that or or something like the Charnay of brothers however have you pronounce her name in Boston the marathon bombers but the the time is there to protect us so to protect the individual so yeah I don't all this information is available by warrant you can you can you can subpoena uh, bank records. You can subpoena uh, phone records. You can subpoena all that stuff. But there's a burden of proof before a judge is going to sign off on it. At least we hope there is a burden of proof. And then and then there was the time that the Georgia legislature hypocritically pretended like it wanted to change the citizens' arrest law in the state. Business owners and restaurant owners who properly detain individuals. From, so they can't be sued for false arrest or false imprisonment or things of the sort. Yet, you know, everyone's calling. Here's here here is your reason why Democrats. I mean, Republicans do it too. But on this type of stuff, Democrats are hypocritical monsters. They want the repeal of qualified immunity and sovereign immunity for elected officials and government entities because they don't they don't want things like false arrest and false imprisonment to just go unannounced or I mean unaccounted for. Yet here, they are willing to grant individuals civil immunity from being sued or held accountable for freaking detaining people on a probable cause belief that some random, quote, untrained person, but based on what they think. I know you all remember this one. It was the time we learned that you can have junk in the trunk, but you just can't talk about it. Uh. Georgia representatives were told Monday that sexual comments won't be tolerated after legislators spoke on the House floor last week about a female rapper's plastic surgery. There's so much wrong with this. You think? This, well, this was Casey Carpenter, a Dalton Republican. And he, so there was um, a bill about who can administer sedation at outpatient clinics and for different service or um, procedures and stuff. And when the bill sponsor was presenting, Representative Carpenter rose, pushed his button. He had a question. Speaker recognized him and he said, is it not true that this bill will provide safety measures to ensure that Cardi B's backside implants will be safe and ensure a lifetime of effectiveness? Okay. First of all, I had to look up who Cardi B is when I saw the story. I'm sure that half that chamber was like, who? Well, first of all, it's a joke. It's not funny. But <laughs> it's not funny. No, I, I mean, he, he must be a charming, charming dude because he's not funny. 
but it was a joke. But sexual harassment? Well, and I think that's pretty much what he said. He said it, it was probably an... He, so, oh, well, here's the other thing. So some of the female lawmakers went to him and were like, "Not that was not cool. We didn't like that. We felt that was inappropriate. And he apologized. And then he apologized the next day from the well <clears throat> during the morning orders and everything. And then they held a press conference about it and laughed at him and filed formal complaints. <laughs> like He already apologized and they accepted his apology. And, and then they're just blistering him in the media. So it's like, why would anybody apologize if you're just going to do that anyway? And the comments that they're saying make it sound like he just like made their ears bleed. Like one of the women, I think representative Hutchinson said, how many apologies do we have to have before we're given a basic level of respect? I never thought after I was elected by my constituents that I would be here asking for safety in the workplace. Like Safety. Please pardon me. I, if, first of all, if someone talked about my ass in the Capitol, I'm not going to fear for my safety. It, let alone a rapper that most people don't even know, and specifically her implants. This story isn't really stupid. Of course, like the villain in the story is stupid, like a lot of the others, but it's just plain funny. I'll give you a hint. There's something on it. I don't know what it is, but it smells funny. <laughs> Stop it. So uh, I've got uh, a guy in Peachtree City quit his job in November, uh, was trying to get his last paycheck, and his boss was was really hurt by him leaving or angry about him leaving. Uh, and he just wanted to get his last $900 and change uh, check. So he went after the boss, went after the boss. I think he ended up going to Department of Labor. So the boss drops nearly $1,000 worth of pennies on his driveway, of 500 pounds of pennies, and covered them in oil <laughs> and drops them in his driveway as his payment for his last check. I mean, I mean that's a level of pettiness that... I hope to achieve. <laughs> I wouldn't know where to find 500 pounds with the pennies but it says he's got a wheelbarrow full of them and the wheelbarrow's wheels are breaking and stuff <laughs> like, I want to know how the news found out I assume he called somebody what I mean if somebody called me and was like uh, yeah I need you to come meet me about this story I've got a wheelbarrow full of pennies I would be like no, boss. I can't. You wouldn't be attracted. You wouldn't be attracted to five hundred pounds of oily pennies. <laughs> no, and like, what do you what do you say? I mean, this poor man. Like, are you supposed to make him the victim? It, like, I contract goes south. I, I just don't. I don't know. I I love this quote from the guy's girlfriend. They're covered in something. Don't know what it is, but it smells funny. <laughs> Such hard-hitting journalism from CBS 46. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not really... Well, I'll refrain. But. 
Now, we'd be remiss if we left out something about the IRS on our list of stupidest stories of the year because, well, it's the IRS and taxation is theft. I'm sure you saw where they're extending the IRS deadline. No, did they? Well, they're supposed to. They're expected to extend it by 30 days because the IRS is inundated with um, the like the clerical matters of dispersing stimulus payments, I guess. Um, so they wanted to. They're going to extend it to May. Like, uh, so we're we're, we're we're too busy bribing you to steal from you, right? We want to make sure you have money to pay us. I guess I, I just. Uh. <laughs> ah, I hate them. Loser, 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 loser. No, Da-da. no, that's not Da-da. the sound I made. No. That's not the sound you made in your head when try you typed it. it out? No, you try it again. We'll sing you, to it, first Jess. of all, you said Donna, which is not enough words. <laughs> Oh, you like Jiminy Cricket <laughs> in my headset. You know that? Da-na-na, da-na-na. So Vernon Jones' big news announcement. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that would be sports center. <laughs> Vernon Jones' big news announcement Friday. Gubna. New York Times reported Thursday night. Uh, he joins uh, Appling County educator Candace Taylor uh, uh, in the uh, Republican primary to unseat I can't think of a worse person to run for any office anywhere um, other than perhaps Savannah Mayor Van Johnson or Park Cannon. Um, well, I, I could probably think of a lot of terrible people, but I don't know what Vernon Jones is doing. The guy has a, a record the mile a mile long. And not a great record. Okay. So Vernon came up through, uh, and, and he's an educated guy. They went to school in North Carolina, uh, worked for MCI Communications, uh, worked for uh, Bell South uh, in the corporate world. Then, then in, I think, 2000, 2001, he becomes the DeKalb County CEO. Which is the most messed up position in our state anyway, other than maybe like public service commissioner or something, but... Yeah, so he's surrounded in scandals. Uh, A bunch of people, while he was elected, went to jail, prison. Yeah, all around him, and you know he's he and he steps out like you know a, a phoenix out of the flames. <laughs> uh, even in 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 that uh, limited role, I think he was smacked with like seventy five hundred dollars in ethics fines for taking uh, taking too much too many donations or. Too high a, a donation from from certain members, from certain people, which he had to, under the agreement, return the excess contribution, and uh, obviously pay a seventy five hundred dollars fine, which is a huge ethics fine. Yeah, it's huge. usually like one hundred and twenty five dollars. Right. So that this was this was not a a one of the uh, I forgot to file something. But did he pay it? I don't know. Did he pay it? I don't think so because he owes like twenty five grand. Yeah, outstanding. Um, so we've got the ethics violations there. We've got 
uh, I guess in 2017, he, he runs for state. Uh, during this time, he runs for uh, state Senate, fails, runs for something else, I think fails, and finally wins a, a House seat. He ran for sheriff. He ran for sheriff of DeKalb County. And there's nothing in his bio that tells me he's post-qualified. Uh, now, he's a modern libertarian conservative. Uh, Okay, that's from this Wikipedia page. Modern libertarian conservative. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. I mean, I, individually, I know what each one of those words means, but together, I'm not sure what they mean. Uh, he's got a, a really spotty, uh, spotty record uh, with this stuff. And look, everything I hear about about Jones is is people like him. And it's, it's very, very common. Obviously, that's, that's how you get into politics is you're likable and people like you. Uh, I I was talking to uh, some state reps the other day. They were talking about Vernon. Like he, they said he's just a different cat, man. He, you know, he's he's a pro-gun Democrat. This is obviously before he, he decided to jump ship. Pro-gun Democrat comes, walks in the house in a cowboy hat and cowboy boots and and stuff like that. And he's, and he's well-liked down there. But he wasn't liked enough to show up to vote he missed 100 well, votes, I think is the number you gave him. In one year. In one year, 100 votes. In 40 days, he missed 100 votes. That's, That's yeah, impressive. one session. And, these, and these, are, these are votes where, these are unexcused votes for the most part. And well, we talked about this before. Votes. Yeah, it was 100 votes where he was present, but didn't cast a vote. Like he, he didn't, he wasn't absent. He just didn't vote. Yeah, and look, there's a certain amount of fluff with stuff that happens. Uh, they'll get a vote on some resolution to name, I don't know, name a state building or something stupid, stuff that they vote on. And you know, some reps will, or if they're in a meeting with constituents or whatever, don't, don't, will miss that vote because it's just not that big of a deal. But 25% is a big number. Well, you're also supposed to put an E up and be excused so people know you're not on the floor. That's true, too. So you don't end up like Bill Werkheiser and have someone voting for you when you're not there. Well, he immediately played played victim when this was brought up. It may have been to you. You may have, oh, have called him out on. Uh, but he, he was talking about it was either his mother. I think it was his mother uh, was in the hospital and she was dying. I guess he got a phone call and and, and left immediately. Again, okay. I pump the I brakes. Don't, don't, she wasn't dying. Don't make it sound like I was going after him when his mama was dying in the hospital. That's not what happened. She was <laughs> ill and he was like running back and forth between the hospital and the and that was only on the last day. That wasn't all 100 votes. It was like, I don't know, 30 of them. And all he had to do was put an E up. He's just lazy, but he kept coming back like he'd vote a little and then he'd leave for a little while. Like he, he just wanted to give the impression that he was in two places at one time. Well, that's the thing is, look, if if I'm your boss. And you come to me and say, Dave, I, I need to go. My mom's really sick in the hospital. I, I, can, I, can I take the day off? They, even even Ralston uh, is, has, I mean, has some human emotions. Be like, hey, look, uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, my mother's very sick. I, I need to run to the hospital. He said, you know, you're excused. That's all you have to do. It's the same courtesy that you would give you would give any boss. You don't. If you're if you're a, a checkout clerk at Publix and you hear that uh, you need you need to run to to visit your mom in the hospital, you don't just leave with your drawer open and split. You say okay, <laughs> and then you go tell your boss, "Look, I've got to go," and and then you do whatever you need to do to the the proper process of leaving. 
Well, you can leave your drawer open and split, but you're not going to have a job to come back to. And Vernon did. Right. Y- right. You know, and- I met him when I lived in Atlanta. I think we've talked about that on the show. We have. Yeah. Um, nice yoga pants. Yeah, we didn't have a very good interaction. Um, we met at the gym, for anybody who's new. Yeah, um, I, I, I meant to harass you a little bit when we brought the story in and mentioned, mentioned yoga pants, but... Yeah. It's important mm-hmm. to note, I cannot see Jessica. <laughs> yeah. But he's just he's just trash. I mean, he's a trash ethically... He's he's trash in in his character and and the issues with his residency. I mean, he he was dishonest about where he was living, and then he changed political parties right before the decision about his residency were, was going to be ordered by the ethics commission, like a couple of days before, and nobody even nobody even like blinked an eye because they're like, oh my god, this black Democrat is supporting Donald Trump, right. And here's the thing. We talk about his residence, and we've talked about it on the show before. Apparently, uh, in between, or at some point after his first election to the, to the House in 2017, whatever it was, he uh, he moved. And then when he ran for re-election, he used the his old address to stay in district because he knew that he could win. Otherwise, he would have had to go up against a colleague. Right. So... We already have that. We already have th- that was coming out before he magnanimously decided that he was not going to run for re-election because he just didn't agree with the party. Yeah, he was already busted for not living where he said he was living. That's that's a that's a that's a fairly big deal. And unless instead you, of taking unless you run for, for Congress, Lucy McBath, then you can live where the hell you want. Apparently, but instead of taking the heat for it, he just came out for Donald Trump. Right. And look, he may very well agree with Donald Trump. He, he, he's quoted as saying that he, he supported, uh, W. He, uh, supported Obama. And then, then he supported Trump. No libertarian has ever voted for Barack Obama. This is probably true. Uh, so this, this, this is all window dressing with, and I really thought he wanted a job in Fox News, and he probably could have had it. And his and his interviews are great. I mean, and I'm talking about from a from a stylistic standpoint, uh, the way he set his office up to do these these sort of uh, Zoom interviews on, on cable news. He's got the American flag to one side, the Georgia flag to the other. He's got all the stuff behind him. It's set up. I mean, it it it, it portrays the. The perfect image of what he of exactly what he wanted to 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 portray, and it was done very very well. And and from from that from a PR standpoint, I, I'm pretty impressed with it. But you can't you can't ignore his uh, his 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 past. This is not this is not ancient history. This is not when he was 30 years old. This is not you know. Uh, young Vernon r- running the streets at, at 20. This is he's 60 now, I believe. So even the even the the stuff as DeKalb County CEO, he was in his 40s. This is not a kid. This is not youthful indiscretion. Well, and like, what is his obsession with being elected? Like he he ran and was a House Rep in 1992 until 2001. 
Then he was the CEO. Then he um, did all his little time in, in county office. Then he ran for United States Senate. Then he ran for U.S. Congress. Then he ran for sheriff. Then he ran back to the House. Like, and now he wants to be governor. He has spent the last 30 years running for office. Heaven help us if he wins. Seriously, some of you people are so mad at Kemp. Um, But if you think Kemp is bad, multiply that by 200 million and you'll get Stacey Abrams because that is what Vernon Jones will deliver us. Governor Stacey Abrams. For God's sakes, don't vote for Vernon Jones. All right. Now, a little bit more. uh, The dumbest you will hear all week. Few stories are as deserving as this one for a once over once again. Um, This one comes from the thriving metropolis of the city of LaGrange in West Georgia, where the police chief instituted a policy about... Shooting them in the leg. So speaking of jackasses, we have the, the LaGrange Police Department in, in uh, West Georgia has implemented a new training protocol in which the agency is teaching officers to shoot to incapacitate by aiming for the pelvic region, the arms or the legs. Yeah. Um, the AJC did a feature piece on this because the chief, Lou Deckmar, um, he, I guess, had them down to watch their training exercises because they're the first and only uh, agency in the country doing this because, as we're going to talk about, it's stupid, doesn't work, and is reckless, and it's going to open them up to all kinds of lawsuits from both his officers and the public. Um, but, yeah, he he invited them down. They did this big feature because, you know, every time we have an officer involved shooting, whether it's justified or not, the conversation is, well, why do they have to kill him? Why didn't they just shoot him in the leg and blah, blah, blah. So this guy, I guess, is just, um, you know, after what, 30 or 40 years in law enforcement, he's going to revolutionize it uh, and tell people to shoot people in the arm. Because when someone's shoot, running toward you with a gun, you can shoot them in the knee. Okay, I know I am super male. And Eric, I'm sorry. His policy is shoot him in the <laughs> Doesn't that sound much worse than center, center mass? I guess it depends on what they did. <laughs> and how much you dislike him. <laughs> I mean, are we Which talking I mean, about I, I, future I, I, arrests or arrests that have happened, I don't know, in the last <laughs> month and a half or so? I mean, what are oh, we... What shots are we, fired, what so we, to speak. Ha, ha. Anyway. Which I, I've been threatened with in this house many times. <laughs> but look, there are major blood vessels in the pelvic region. Uh, and, and not to make light of this, uh, and, you know, I, I'm jocular, but there's a lot of damage. So do you really want to give somebody a hysterectomy at 1,400 feet per second? Uh, well, what happens when you... You know, I mean, I can see the headlines now when an officer testifies that because someone died and he said, well, I wasn't trying to use deadly force. I was just trying to shoot him in the arm. But, you know, they were running towards me and I missed. And so 
I shot him in the chest. Like it's called deadly force because it results in it, it most often and, and can very likely result in death. It's the final step to end the encounter. I don't I don't understand why. Or we're, I shot the bystander because I was trying to hit his arm, which is four inches wide instead of his chest. That's 14 inches wide. There's a reason. Wide? What is he? The arm? Gumby? I mean. How wide is your arm? <laughs> I mean, you said he. I'm not a he. I mean, my arm, if I'm running at you, is not more than four or six inches wide. And I'm fat. <laughs> and, I've got, and I've got big arms. I'm not talking about standing like Arnold Schwarzenegger in <laughs> Pumping Iron. But you, you shoot for center mass because it gives you the most amount of leeway. And look, I've been shooting with police officers, and I'm sorry to the cops that listen, but some of y'all aren't the best shots. Okay, what's the test? 70%, which means 3 out of 10 go somewhere you're not intending. <laughs> you, you aim for center. We see it in stories all the time. Officers fired 15 times, hit them five times. It's a moving target. It just, it, it's, it's asked on. If less than lethal, lethal force is justified, you use less than lethal. You get your taser out. You get your pepper spray out. You get that stupid rope thing that shoots out of a gun and wraps you around the legs or whatever the hell it is. Uh, well, he, the chief is the one, he said, in the article, in his statement, one of his official statements about it, he said, using deadly force when it doesn't result in death helps, quote, earn trust and maintain confidence of the public. I mean, said nobody in a wheelchair ever. <laughs> You're not going to earn my trust by shooting someone in the arm. Maybe or if you shot the gun out of their hand, I could be like, wow, that was pretty good. Which is really impressive when you see it on Bonanza, but it's but it's but it's a, or, or a sniper shot uh, where he has time to rest and and take take a, a a really good shot from a, from a distance. But at the point, and here's the thing, you know, I carry a gun. If my pants are on, a gun's on. If I have to use it, it's to stop the threat. My goal isn't to kill anyone I, I i don't want to take a human life that's what is one of the one of the worst things for for the person who pulls the trigger is to take a human life you aim center mass because it stops the threat and saves your life or the life of others well and shooting someone in the leg or i mean that's not necessarily going to if they have a gun that's not that's not going to stop the threat not just that, there's something called the femoral artery. It, it, you can bleed out, uh, I was about to say in a heartbeat, quite literally in a heartbeat. You oh. hit somebody in the femoral artery? Oh, yeah. It's going to be, they're going to die, and it's going to hurt the entire time it's happening. Same thing with a gut shot. You can very easily take, a, take, uh, take one to the liver in a gut shot. And then you want to talk, talk about the pelvic region. The, that whole area is full of nerves, not just the fun ones, full of nerves and, and blood vessels that don't react well to things moving at a thousand feet plus per minute. Okay. Per so Sorry. If, if you had to, if you were, if you were, you know, 
in a skirmish with the cops where and you had to be shot where would you want to be shot uh in the gluteus i guess because i would be running away (laughs) you hit me right in the brain no i don't i don't want to be shot at all that's not the question but i guess in the ass that's the that's the fleshy part that can well i don't have much of one i look like hank hill um but I, the 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 chest has lungs, heart, and and all the important arteries. Your your you've got the spine, the nerves, the leg. I don't want to be shot at all, which is why I do things like pay an attorney <laughs> if I were to need one. Like Mister Roberts, you're under arrest. I okay. Can I call an attorney now? But the fact is. <laughs> We use center mass because it allows the maximum amount of error while still striking the target. And I, and, and, and you said it on the opening before I started you know, cracking jokes is there are going to be tons of lawsuits on this one with with uh, did you violate city policy by aiming center mass? Why didn't you aim it as pecker? You're setting unreasonable expectations for the community because you're you're uh, you're purporting that it's just super easy to to do it this way and that all the the way that has been done. And let's let's I I mean you kind of touched on it, but I just want to be clear. Like the way that their police are taught is the same way citizens are taught. Anyone who is shot, taught how to shoot a gun and and it's towards a target that is shaped like a human being is taught the same way. And, and we're supposed to pretend like all of a sudden after all these hundreds of years that that's wrong. I mean, uh, it, it's just stupid. And what's going to happen is he's going to lose police officers. Hopefully. Cause they're going to say, forget this. I'm out. My I'm understanding. Sh- my understanding is that some of his police officers were at training last week and this came up and cause this story had just come out and they were already defending it. So if they're that dumb, then they deserve to be sued as well. And I, I will hope that they don't have the PBA or the FOP to help them because this is just stupid all around. Like, reasonable officers would walk off the job if someone said you can't shoot them in the way that you've been trained to shoot them. You can't protect yourself to stop the threat. Now, we are kind of running low on time, so I don't want to um, leave the show without this one being plugged in. There was that time when they marched to the sea from Sylvania to Savannah, carrying dirt in the rain with an RV, and we still don't even know why. Ushering dirt to the U.S. Attorney's Office is new, sitting at the back of the bus. In rural Screven County last week, the son of late Julian Lewis, along with civil rights activists, announced a 60-plus mile march for justice in Lewis's honor. Yeah, this is the same story we talked about with the trooper um, when we talked about the grand jury indictment and everything, or lack of indictment, um, grand jury shopping. I mean, we talked about it a lot on the show, but... I guess the reason that, you know, he was the the case was presented to a grand jury at the end of June of this year, and we're still hearing about it. And there's the family of the man who was killed. Um, just they they won't let it go because they're planning on filing a wrongful death suit against the state of Georgia. And, you know, now they're accusing the grand jury of being a runaway grand jury and 
they failed to indict um, Jake Thompson and just just it's constant like they're not getting a whole lot of mainstream coverage like our local TV stations of course give them a microphone for some odd reason but they're really on more like tradition or uh, alternative outlets like doing um, podcasts like out of state and things like that but now the whole point of this march they're doing a 60 mile march over five days it started last thursday um from sylvania in scraven county to savannah to get the attention of the u.s attorney's office because they want the u.s attorney to investigate the runaway grand jury quote how they were picked and and how they ended up not indicting and then they they want like civil rights violations that whole process well sherman would be proud yeah on his on their march to the sea yeah i, I think the uh the symbolism of that it may be lost on them i don't know uh hopefully they don't go burning crops uh, well, they actually hired security, supposedly, or they said they did. They, they said they did on a podcast that they were going to hire security because, you know, I guess they're afraid that people are going to harass them. And, you know, I don't know what's in store for the weekend, but I can tell you that on Thursday, Friday and Monday, most people are at work. They're only walking 12 miles a day. Right. Look, the only reason I would harass them is that they block traffic. They're straight up walking out in the middle of the road. And <sighs> one of the reporters was doing a little trot alongside of them in the rain with their ponchos on, all dramatic and everything. And she's like, nearly a dozen people walked with, you know, Brooke Bacon, which is his son, um, in this call for justice and everything. And I mean, I counted eight. That's not almost a dozen. I'm glad she doesn't work at a bakery. But she, like, they just continue to hype this up. And now the thing that's frustrating to me, and I've, I talked a little bit about it, you know, on social media and stuff Thursday, like, I just, I'm disgusted that they want the federal government to swoop in and override what the community decided. Like, that's the entire premise of the grand jury and a jury is to have, like, your local, your peers and I don't like the local officials, but they're duly elected and they guided them through the process. And this is the end result. Like, and now you want the federal government to come in and offer you a remedy and, and override all of that because you didn't get the outcome that you want. And you're claiming that it's racist and, and the system is oppressive. So you want to use the most oppressive and most racist entity that ever lived to come in and help you? They want, they're more interested in the result than the fair process. They don't care how they get it. Right. And look, I lost my mind uh, driving in the Keys because it's just a two lane road and they gave a permit to like a bike race. So it was 30 miles of 15 miles an hour. Mm. That's brutal. It is. Now think about getting stuck by behind these yahoos. Well, and they have a um a little like RV behind them too that's I guess so if you get tired you can ride for a little while and um 
air conditioning and food and water and all that, but like we call it the the, the meat wagon. Well, okay, but that's like if you were serious. I mean, I used to go door to door for campaigns, and nobody drove an RV behind me. I had to pull a wagon. <laughs> I well, pulled a, and and I wore tennis shoes, and I pulled a wagon. I had a cooler and snacks and all the stuff I needed. I didn't rely on somebody else to. Well, I mean, look, when we went on ruck marches and stuff, there was there was a meat wagon that would, if you fell out, there was a medic in the meat wagon that, that you know, would, would take you in. And, and of course, you failed the ruck march, but uh, they would take you in and hydrate you and all that stuff. I don't, I don't really have a, have a problem with that. As uh, Plus, the that provides a buffer uh, from cars that are coming up behind them at 55 miles an hour that they see this this big object fla- with uh, with flashers on. Okay, well, don't. Ride in the road. Really? Exactly what I'm saying. It's they want the imagery of walking down the road. Yeah, They're they said to, it's the to, longest, it's the furthest march in in state history for this type of thing. Yeah, um, the Union troops would disagree mm. when they march through Georgia, liberating slaves. So I think they probably disagree on that one. They marched a little bit further and faster, carrying more. Yep. Ah, man, I, I don't have a problem with the demonstration. If if that's if you feel strongly about something, I, I think he's trying to trade on his father's name. Uh, first of all, he should probably change his name to Julian Lewis Jr. or something because Brooke with an E. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, my thing, though, is that do we want a justice system that operates on on pressure like that's how this whole thing started and why it's been such a cluster the entire time because the arrest was made within a week of it all happening before the investigation was done like the entire the entire time all of this is operated off of public pressure and the grand jury is what was the roadblock to to furthering it on that that's why they're mad because they weren't getting he didn't get bond initially because of public you know they were worried about what the public was going to do not what he was going to do he got arrested because of the public pressure like all these things and now they want that they want to continue on with that and i don't want a justice system that because i don't want the u.s attorney to do something because they saw people marching on in the street and and walking carrying dirt as a symbol i, I no, think no, that's look, weird it, it I have no problem with them blowing off steam. I'd like them to be out of my way, but if they want to go blow off steam, it's fine. Look, we talked about before the show about a little about justice. Like we all believe that Casey Anthony killed her baby, mm-hmm. but it wasn't proven at trial. Period. the The prosecution was unable to 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 deliver a convincing case to that jury. That's just the way it is. The justice justice is is imperfect. But we have protections in place, and we have a system in place to protect the to protect the innocent, and that's just the way it is. Well, now, and these w- these attorneys are rep- they're defense attorneys in another case in in my county, one county over, where they have a black client who killed a white girl. And if these types of things were happening in that case, they would be in front of the. I mean, well, they have a gag order now, but they would be losing their minds. Right. And look, no, I do not want a justice department or system of justice that bows to press, political pressure. That's what this is. The ju- the judicial branch is supposed to it is supposed to be separate, completely separate. And it is supposed to justice is blind. 
Justice does does not see if the victim is black or white. Justice does not see if the perpetrator is black or white. Justice is only supposed to weigh the evidence. And we forget that. We don't. Well, you and I, as a society. And just so I don't get in trouble, uh, this is your reminder that any opinions that you heard on this show are ours and ours alone. They don't represent anyone else, anyone not on the show, any company, any friend of a friend, just us, just me, just Dave. That's it. Um, Also, just because something didn't make the list doesn't mean it wasn't one of our stupidest stories of the year. It just means, you know, they can't replay the entire 50 episodes from earlier this year. Um, I hope you enjoyed taking a trip down memory lane as much as I did. Um, If you like what you heard, make sure you let Dave know because, well, duh. Um, As always, thank you to Eric Cumbie for all he does to make the show great. And thank you to our listeners. I'm Jessica Salachi. 